Buenos días. Oh. Hola. That's easier. Thanks, Pastor Steve, and all the wonderful staff here at College Wesleyan Church for this beautiful opportunity to share with you and, above all, for your generosity. You guys are awesome and blew us away with the way you have been a blessing to us. Thank you. Um, you're exactly the kind of church we were hoping to partner with, and we thank God for the opportunity that He is giving us to establish His kingdom here in Marion, in Mexico City, and beyond. Really, thank you. We are really, really grateful. Muchísimas gracias. We just read a passage of scripture that it's really interesting. It talks about how Israel was freed from slavery in Egypt. They were slaves working for a fake king, and then through the blood of a lamb, they were set free and began a journey that took 40 years to take them into the promised land. We have the authority of Scripture to take that same history and apply it to our lives. We, too, were slaved under another king, a fake king. We were serving that king for its own purposes, and then through the blood of the Lamb, we were set free. And then we began a journey in our lives towards a promised land. So we were free, the same as the people of Israel. We do have a goal and we do have a journey. But I will submit to you that it's not just about getting into heaven. That will be fun, but uh, it's, there, there are other goals. There's another goal. According to Scripture... Our most immediate goal will not be just to get into heaven, but to become like Christ while we are in this earth. And as we do that, we need to be connected to his mission for his church in this earth. So it's not about just about getting into heaven, but about become like Jesus. So in this way, we find that we do have a goal common to the people of Israel. We have a journey in which we'll need to be traveling. But the most beautiful thing is that we have that same God that is providing everything we need in order to take us, in order for us to be from here to there. We have that same awesome God that loves us and is powerful enough to help us move and get into the goal we are supposed to, to go. We have a common story, and interestingly enough, we also have a common challenge with the people of Israel. Because you see, they were being freed from Egypt and began to walk and do that journey but the thing is that as they were beginning to journey, they, then the, there was the reality in which they were going to face a lot of challenges. Most of those challenges came from outside, like enemies attacking them or blocking their way. But there was a challenge in which if we don't have the goal we want to reach clear in our, in our minds, and then the journey 
when we are traveling, we will see God providing everything we need in order to get to that goal. But one of those challenges will be that the very blessings God is providing for us in order to get from here to there can become an obstacle. The very same things designed to move us, provided to move us from here to there, can become an obstacle. If you will have the time later, you can check Numbers, the book of Numbers, chapter 11, and then you will see how the people of Israel, after being walking in this journey, something happened in their hearts that the very thing that was a blessing for them at the beginning, then it became an obstacle. And they say in verse 6 of, of Numbers chapter 11, But now, the people of Israel says, Our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. So can you imagine the thing that at first was a miracle? And I can imagine people going outside their tents when that thing began to fall, you know, breath falling from the sky. Something happened throughout, throughout that journey that what at first was a blessing turned to a problem. It was, they were, got so used to that blessing that it no longer helped them move from here to where they were supposed to be. So one of our main challenges we all face when we are blessed is to not let our blessings get in the way of our growth. Because every blessing from God has a risk in it. Mana was just a provision, a blessing from God that he gave them in order to teach them to depend on him and take them, move them to their goal. So we must overcome the challenge that blessings bring with them by never forgetting what a blessing is for. What's the purpose of that blessing? So the manna that first was a miracle was the very thing they now were saying it's drying, drying their soul. Has a blessing God has brought to your life in any point of time have become an obstacle? Can you think of Solomon, their king, king Solomon, how he was bled so much that that thing, the, the very thing that was a blessing first became a hindrance or an obstacle for him. Why does this happen? The problem is that we would get so used to those blessings that because of the problem of heart we have, we tend to forget the real reason God gave us that blessing in the first place. The point is that God's goodness, when in the wrong heart, can cause the wrong effect. It's not about the blessing, but how our heart processes that blessing. When the heart is right and God's goodness is upon us, then we glorify his name as we become more like him and advance his kingdom. The problem here is that a lot of the times those blessings make our sight off the goal and we become too comfortable too soon. 
So if we are freed from Egypt and then we need to walk, we need God's provision to help us get there. So God, as loving as he is, a lot of the times as we are walking and coming through this journey, he will provide a blessing. So we'll say, oh, God, thanks so much for this blessing. This is cool. I'm supposed to be there. I'm supposed to get to that goal. But the very thing that God has provided me in order to be able to get there can become a problem. Now, there are some blessings in our life that are designed, designed in, in the very precise way in which it will be easier for me to keep moving because this is not very comfortable, right? I cannot watch Netflix here, okay? <laughs> it's not that comfortable, honestly. So this doesn't have that much risk because if God is wanting me to keep moving, it will be easier for me because it's uncomfortable. It will be, uh, come, come here. Right on. What, what, what do we need to do? Because it's, this is a blessing, not an anchor. It, it will not hold me back because it's too uncomfortable. But then God, it's so good to me that he can like really overwhelm me and then, wow, have this beautiful chair. This is better compared to that. It is a blessing to move me from here to there. But since it's so comfortable it will be harder for me to continue to move if I'm too comfortable here. From here to here, it's easy. And I know you're seeing this and getting the point. <laughs> God is so good that he sometimes just overwhelms us with his love and his blessings that we are so comfortable sometimes. Have you seen those bean, big, huge beanbags in which you sink in and you can only see your feet in the air? You know, you have to look for your kids inside and to, to try to find them. That's so comfortable. It is a blessing. It was designed by God and provided by God to help me get to the goal. But they can get so good and so cool and so comfortable that if God comes a time when he tells me, okay, man, it's time to move. Andale, move. It's harder for me. Ah, oh, come on. Just 40 more years, please. 40 years more. You know? And it's really interesting because for me, it's easier to continue moving from that, from there, than from here. What this does, it's really interesting because it can even begin to shift the way we understand God. And then it becomes everything about this instead of him and his goals and his kingdom, Christ as king. No, no, it's about how the blessings are kept. How God is powerful enough to maintain the blessing instead of moving us from where we are to where we should be. So blessings can become a problem if our heart is not in the right, right way, in the right place. I even, if you will bear with me, I will even um, ask you, invite you to go a step further in this. I found a passage in scripture that struck me, blow me away. 
I needed to check it in English, in Spanish, and even languages I don't understand to see if it was <laughs> the right thing. I will invite you to go to Malachi chapter 2, if you have your Bibles. I did check it. It reads the same. Okay? Says, it's, this is the message. It's, it's amazing. The idea is this. God's judgment can even take the form in which the blessings are turned into curses. Will you believe that? Malachi chapter 2 verse 1 says, And now this admonition is for you, O priests. If you do not listen, and if you do not set your heart to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. What? Yes, I have already cursed them because you have not set your heart to honor me. So it is really possible that at one point, the very thing that was designed to help me move from here to there to God's glory for his kingdom to be like Christ can become a stumbling block. If I don't understand what the purpose of this is, I can trip. It can become a problem. It can be so comfortable that I don't want to get there anymore because it's so cool. So I grab, I hold into the blessings that were intended to move me on. I'm sure this is brings, brings to, to our minds uh, an example in which something that was designed to be a blessing was turned into a stumbling block. And I'm sure we all have in mind what Paul, the Apostle Paul said. We preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. The highest blessing God has ever given to mankind, his only begotten son, is a stumbling block to some people. Interesting. How do I know is th if this may be happening to me? It is very dangerous to forget the reasons God is sending us that manna. We can get so used to it. Ah, manna. Yeah. Allow me to explain with some question what I mean. Let's say one morning, because of whether you miss church, you're you don't come to church, and you have the blessing of having a cell phone. So you get to the blessing of having Wi-Fi and the blessing of having YouTube, and then you get into YouTube and you get to see Pastor Steve preaching. That's a blessing. But then the risk or the challenge is what if that isolates you from healthy fellowship from church? It is a blessing, but it has risks. A guy praying for a job, God provides a job, then he gets far from God because he's too busy. This church has been so blessed with so many awesome pastors that you are leaving them to do the ministry you were called to do. They are a blessing. They are a blessing, but there's a risk. If you have handed them 
the ministry you were called to do. If they are the only ones showing the love you and I need to show to others. Is there a time when giving and generosity will be harmful to both the giver and the one who receives? Is the blessing of the holy word of God in our communities in this continent so common to us that it come, I can come to the word as if its truths and commandments were optional, like a buffet? God is saying this and this and this. We have so many that we come like a buffet. Oh, I don't like this. This is cool. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't like. No, that's too harsh. No, this is good. Sometimes having that many words poured in the, upon us has the risk of making us think that we can choose which ones are true, which will be commandments. Having theological Biblical, ministerial education, it's a blessing as long as we don't rely in that rather than in the power of the Holy Spirit to do ministry and for holy living. In this concept, if we are here so that God can help us protect this, where is suffering in the process? If it's all about you and I being comfortable, being blessed, suffering has no meaning. Suffering has no place. That's what, why a lot of people are having huge problems with suffering. So this idea help, it can help us to redefine what a blessing is. I don't pretend to make a, a, a Greek study word with the word eulogio, which is a, a blessing in Greek. But I have found that in our Latin American context, everything is called a blessing just like that. But I submit to you that a blessing should not be judged or qualified by the thing itself or the condition or the state that is considered a blessing, but rather by the end result that state condition, state circumstance or possession has in our lives. A blessing is something God gives to us in order to get us closer to who we need to be so that we do what we were created to do. It is very dangerous, really, when we redefine the blessings and we see them as something that God does to make me comfortable instead of making me move in my spiritual journey. We can think too quick as wealth as a blessing, as health as a blessing. We can think too quick as a, a, a job that will have big numbers in your payment check as a blessing. But a blessing is a thing, a condition, a state, a circumstance that God is giving me and you in order so that I can become more like Christ. A blessing is something God has provided to get me closer to his mission, not my comfort. His mission. So if you see blessings like that, then a lot of the stuff we think is not a blessing, it may be the greatest and best blessing in your life. In this sense, it may make sense. I don't know how you, will you feel when I'm saying these sentences, these phrases. God can bless you by impoverishing you.
God can bless you through sickness. If sickness is helping me become more like Christ, he's blessing me. If sickness is getting me closer to his mission instead of my comfort, he's really blessing me. God can bless you through the loss of a loved, loved one. God can bless you through loneliness. It's just really easy to look at church history. When has the church been more faithful and pure and holy and effective in God's, God's mission? When it's comfortable for the church or when it's, it had persecution? What it will be when it had persecution? Whenever you see in history church being in the... In the, in the uh, objective of being comfortable, you begin that we start to lose sight of the real goal we have. It's really interesting. So I will just throw here a question. Recently, uh, Mr. Trump got elected. Could it be that Mr. Trump is truly a blessing for the church in the U.S. I'm not saying could it be more comfortable for the church in Mexico or in the U.S. That's, that's not my question. Could it be that the current conditions of the U.S. could really be a blessing for the church? The heat going up. The idea to, okay, it's time to move. It's time to search what needs to be searched. It's time to understand it's not about all about Alex Cecilia being comfortable. Could it be? It's just a question. So what do I do? If this is becoming my problem, what do I do? There's a common solution that we can find in the story of Israel. We need to first understand the reality we live in. We need to have a biblical perspective of how God is seeing our journey and our goals. What this means is, I can tell you this with the authority of the word of God. You have been blessed already with Every spiritual blessing in Christ. I'm sure you're aware of that verse. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us in the heavenly realms. With every spiritual blessing in Christ. Not all those blessings will make me comfortable. But all of those blessings that I need in order to be like Christ. And connect to his mission. I already have them. In Christ, there's nothing out of our reach in order to be able to become like Christ. Nothing. It will be a different story if I have a different goal. And it will be to be more comfortable. Then that's a problem. Right? Because whenever I'm here, which is the seat that I will like? That one. And when I'm here, I usually don't, don't look that way. Which will be the seat that I will like? And when I'm here... I like it to be better. You know, have heat in it and massage. 
Because it's all about my comfort. It's not anymore about becoming like Christ. It's about my comfort, and that's a risk. So the first thing we need to do is to get the right perspective. The goal we have is to become more like Christ and to make his name known among the nations. That's the reason we are here. Second thing, we need to focus in Jesus. You and I have the specific purpose of being transformed to be like, like him. So now, if I ask God, please, Lord, bless me. Am I saying, please make me comfortable? No. Bless me. Oh, you mean you want to be more like Jesus. Okay, so the heat comes up. Not down. Up. Then he will bring me in the anvil and pow, pow, because I have too much impurities. Make sense? Now some of us don't want to be blessed, right? <laughs> Not that much. But, <laughs> but the thing is we have been blessed already with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So we need to focus that the main goal we have is to become like Jesus. And sometimes it will take you know, to be comfortable. Sometimes God will just hug you and embrace you and love you. Sometimes it will take, okay, we're going to move this and you need to continue. Walk. Use your muscles. Use your faith. Third, we need to focus ourselves in God's mission. You and I, really, are on this earth with the specific purpose of making Jesus famous. Making the world to admire our God and applaud him and to make him known. To glorify God by making disciples from every people group on this earth. That's the main goal. Not the comfort of believers in this earth. It's to make his name be glorified by millions and millions of people of every tongue and nation and tribe. That's why we are here. If we see that, oh, then it makes sense. So when I, you and I have his purpose in mind, you will understand, I will understand why God is giving me those blessings instead of being a stumbling block in my life. 25 years ago, I was blessed when Christ rescued me. 15 years ago, God blessed us with the collapse of our church building. He blessed us. It was not fun, but he blessed us. <laughs> Just a week after that, God blessed us with Ruth's complete paralysis due to a brain vessel problem in her head. God blessed us. It was not fun. But Todd drew us closer to him, draw us closer to each other. Help us focus. It's not about you being comfortable. It's about his kingdom. And sometimes that takes blood, sweat, pain. Brothers, we are really thankful for your gift and for your generosity. Really. Please pray that our hearts will not be led astray by the comfort a new roof will bring. It will be more comfortable, really. <laughs> we need that. Pray for us that 
We don't make it about the roof, about our comfort. Please help us. Pastor T, hold us accountable so that God's provision through you will really be a blessing. Let's pray. Padre, te agradezco el honor que me das de tener a mis hermanos de College Wesleyan como nuestros aliados en tu reino y en tu misión. Te agradecemos por el privilegio de tenerles en, entre nosotros y por la manera en que tú has provisto. Ayúdanos a que este maná sea realmente una bendición y nos acerque a ser como tú y a conectarnos con tu misión. No nos permitas estar tan cómodos que nos olvidemos de la razón por la que tú nos rescataste. Gracias en el nombre de Jesús.